the USL show, also known as The View for Soccer. I gave a very pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. Hey, thanks to Icarus FC, Roughnecks Scarves, and uh, the beautiful game, the Arca Podcast, for, for sponsoring this for us. Uh, long time no talk in the way that I do these, and that it's just me here with a microphone introing a player interview. Uh, it is your uh, current left back now for the Charleston Battery, um, former Bethlehem Steel, uh, also current Grenada national team player. Um, AJ Patterson, who is someone that I've I've had the uh, the, the fortune and the, and the pleasure of knowing for the last three years, and have only decided to put our um, random and hopefully entertaining conversations to tape in the third year of, of that relationship. So, uh, AJ and I talk about his uh, path to getting to where he is now with the Charleston Battery and, and banging out some nice assists recent weeks. Uh, from getting drafted by New York City to uh, getting signed by and then not playing for Bethlehem and then and then now making a name for himself and, and showing well um, in Mike Anhauser's system as well as with the with the Granada national team and we get a little bit a little bit of Concacaf talk a little bit of uh, pregame playlist talk a little bit of food talk in there for you as well um, hope you like it I'll stop talking so you can enjoy this interview it's myself and Charleston Battery defender A J Patterson enjoy and we'll talk to you soon i have known for for nearly three years now uh we we mostly share food pictures and reference rap music <laughs> when we're not talking about soccer i, I think yeah. is what ends up happening or like i'll see a tweet about how you like cut yourself with a knife not in a you know in a cooking way um not to freak everybody out and uh, and i'll send you you know uh, try to console you over it uh, <laughs> uh, uh, one of maybe the best center backs for my money and i'm a little biased in the league uh from the charleston battery it's aj patterson thank you for having me sir sorry 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 the charleston battery and the granada national team <laughs> aj patterson it's important man those caps you know no one can take those from me. that's true that's exactly what chamber told me actually after my first that's cap. hilarious that's really funny but yeah, happy to be on. Happy to be chatting to hey, you, man. Good to good to talk. This could go so many different directions. We'll try to stick to soccer, and we'll try to stay focused. We'll try to stay focused, man. I don't know. It'll happen. It, maybe it won't. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, you there's there's a bunch of guys, but you're one of my favorite examples of someone who doesn't play for an ACC or uh, Big Ten soccer school. Mm-hmm. Um, you also don't leave after a year and then join an MLS team and then eventually go to Europe. Maybe right. um, you come through little tiny school in the, uh, in the horizon league, <laughs> you get drafted. First team doesn't pick you up. Second team does. And now you're really making a name for yourself in, in the, uh, in the largest second division in the world, as they like to say. Um, so let's talk about it, man. You go to Wright state university. Yeah. I mean, went to, 
went to Wright State University in Fairborn, Ohio, you know, um, best decision of my life, honestly, could cool. not have, could not have asked for a better environment to, uh, to get me ready for the, for the pro level. Um, it wasn't a hard decision. I only had two schools, two division one schools sure. after me after my senior year of high school, but, um, just thankful that that was the one that, that I chose. And, you know, it's interesting for a lot of these guys. I mean, my, my favorite story where, uh, you know, everyone goes back and forth when they're in USL about how many rings they have in college. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was Drew Scundridge just kind of kicked up his feet. And, you know, it, it's so interesting because guys can excel at the college level and have all this potential in the world. And then I think for one reason or another, they kind of get overlooked. Um, and, you know, you, you really showed well for yourself your senior year. You, you get basically every accolade you get in the Horizon League. Um, first team all Great Lakes region, which is my favorite region in the country. Um, Horizon League player of the year, first team all Horizon League, OCSA first team all state. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you're playing for the Southwest Florida Journal in the PDL in 2016. Like, are you out of college encouraged by any of that or, or have you seen so many guys at this point do well and not really have anything at least domestically come out of it that you're just kind of like well we have to see what happens you know you kind of just have to see what happens you don't really want to get your expectations too high and expect things you never want to expect anything um because you're only just going to be setting yourself up to be disappointed but <laughs> right, you, know, right. you can be hopeful you can be hopeful and you can just be sure. better. And that's, that was just it. You know, you just got to be ready for when your name is called and just take your opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that cautious optimism, right? Where it's, right, right. you know, you, you do as well as you can wherever you're at and then whatever happens from there, you just kind of have to be flexible in a way. And I, I think you did a really good job at that because I, I don't think a lot of people know maybe a, that you got drafted, um, but you did. And it was by New York city FC of all people. Right. Um, Where? which their, their history with the USL has been strange. Um, I, I think, what was it? They had like three affiliates in three years mm-hmm. uh, at some point. And, um, you know, they obviously didn't have plans for you. And then a month later you signed with, with Bethlehem. Um, you know, how did, how did that end up shaking out for you? And was that sort of maybe one of the worst times of, of your life in that short month span? Yeah. Um, thinking back on it, it it's really it molded me um with some thick skin and you know a strong mentality but at the time i remember it was the worst because you're on you're on this high you get drafted and you know i was the first um from my school to go in the super draft and you know everyone's let's go let's go i think my grandma even bought an nycfc like oh no like that and i was just uh and then you know two weeks later when they tell me listen we don't have, we're not, you're not in our plans. We're going to come to the next um, phase of preseason. It's kind of just like everything comes crashing down at once. And like you mentioned, it all happened so quick. I mean, they tell me that the next morning I'm on flight back to, back to South Florida. And then within four days I'm flying into to PA uh, to get ready for uh, the season with Bethlehem. So it was just a quick turnaround, a lot of emotions, but um, you got to tough it out. You got to tough it out. And did, I mean, you were drafted as a center mid. 
I know obviously Bethlehem moved you back. Did did New York City see you at, at center bid or did they try to move you too? What was the they moved me to center back as well? Okay. They saw my stash. I mean, I remember having the conversation with Patrick Vieira and I mean, besides being in awe that Patrick Vieira chose me. Sure. Um, he was telling me, he's like, listen, basically what's going to happen is we see you, you, you have a big, nice stature, you're left footed. Um, and what's going to happen is you're going to go up against, um, the reigning USL defender of the year, which at the mm-hmm. time was Sebastian Ibiega. Yep. And like, we're going to sign one of you. And I was like, all right, well, okay. yeah, I'm going to try my best. Sure. And you know, just things didn't work out, but, um, I'm still just grateful for the opportunity just to mm-hmm. even, be there. I mean, I'm sad. I had dinner next to David Villa two nights ago. Right, right. <laughs> next to David Villa, he, like he knew my name. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He knew my name. <laughs> well, and it, it's just so funny. Like looking back at this, at this roster they assembled. It's like Acoli's there, Kyrie Shelton's there. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it was a lot of you know, Pirlo retired that year. Yeah, Pirlo was uh, there. Right, right. Pirlo wasn't there, yet, which, you know, shame. You could have really had some stories. Instead, yeah. you just have to settle for David Villa. <laughs> um, but, I mean, even, you know, like, defensively, it's Tinnerholm, Chanel's there, Saad Abdul Salam, they end up loaning down to, right, to Rising, right. like, Ibiaga, who um, <laughs> they just called up from San Antonio. Right, exactly. Which everyone was like, oh, this, that's going to be, that's the guy. Like, that's, it's always, it's always, that's the guy that's going to kick things off as far as, you know, USL to MLS. Right. Um, yeah, okay, so, so obviously it's, it's a preseason battle between you and the reigning USL Defender of the Year, who they called up from their affiliate, so they probably already have a little bit of, you know, like, at, th- at that point, the deck's kind of stacked, right? Right. Or at least that's... You, you probably couldn't take it that way because you were there, but right. you know, in retrospect, not looking great for you. So they, they move on Bethlehem steel come in mm-hmm. and I think they initially wanted to draft you anyway. So it works out for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the plan was always, or not that the initial plan was to, to be drafted by the union so they can have my MLS rights and then, mm-hmm. you know, just sign with Bethlehem. But and then, you know, NYPFC came out of nowhere. Sure, sure. And so you go from two teams that at least want you in the organization to now you have one, and then you make it to Steel, and then plans kind of dry up there, too. You know, you, you make one appearance, you're mostly hanging out next to me in the in the mm-hmm. tiny away coach's press box up there right. in Lehigh. Um, you know, and... and other than, you know, being around some of those guys on that team with the pedigrees and the success and, and, you know, James is a guy that I guess I'll talk about until I'm done. Yeah. Um, it, it's not a great domestic season, but I think internationally for you, there's a lot of things that you can look at as, as benchmarks. Definitely. Um, you know, and, and I wouldn't have had pegged you as a guy that was going to score twice in your, what, second fixture with your, your national team, but, you know... Yeah, um, it was it was interesting going from. Um, I mean, like you mentioned, I played the one game. I think it was in March, early yep. March. Yep. And then, um, 
just plants, like you said, dried up, um, you know, Ben Ofemu came in and started playing yeah. ball and, you know, uh, great for him. You know, he, he deserved yeah. it. He was doing really well and I'm happy for him, but, um, taking all that time and then playing international games all the way in October, mm-hmm. it was kind of hard to switch on. Cause I, I was kind of yeah. in, in a groove in my mind, like trying to just going through the motions, like this is, this is what's going to happen. But just being able to turn it on and get over to Grenada and play those games and do well, sure, really, sure help the confidence and end out the season on a high for me. Yeah. Well, and, and you were very professional with your answer and I appreciate that, but to help you from a, from a long-term organizational standpoint, mm-hmm. Benefamo does more for the Philadelphia union than you do. Exactly. From a short term when now also maybe a little more respect to the guy that's not a teenager and is here. Mm. I would have been so mad <laughs> that the 16 year old, you know, came in and, and took my spot. Um, and I, I, that's a part of the business that's always been weird to me about the MLS two sides is yeah. it's fine. If you want to do that, if you want to bring those kids through. And I think you look at almost every MLS two side and there's a track record of that paying benefits. I mean, you know, good Lord Alfonso Davies was in USL a couple of years ago. That's um, Tyler Adams. Like there's footage of Alfonso Davies playing against fucking Las Vegas lights. I just <laughs> you know? And so in a wow, look at that standpoint. Yes, there's, there's something there, but from a, what are we trying to teach those kids standpoint? I think it means a lot more to have you as the guy in the slot and have those kids have to develop that hunger and work up for it. Mm-hmm. All that to be said in 2019, you signed with Charleston and right. it's been pretty consistent ever since. Right. Um, so, you know, I, and like you're saying, like it has to suck knowing that, yeah, I'm going to play for Granada. We're, you know, I, I, I'm a respected and a valued and you know, I have caps there and I'm at least in camps with them. Right. And then you go back home and it's like, well, yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And so is there, a, is there a part of you that feels, I, I mean, I guess this is an obvious question, but I'll let you answer it. Is, a, is there a part of you that feels a little more valued now in Charleston is a part of you that's a little more relaxed now that you're in Charleston and, and consistently getting minutes and, and maybe you feel like you're a part of something that's a little bit bigger than, than developing, you know, U19s for, for a first team? Right, absolutely. Um, the, like you said, the, the international games, they were nice. They were a good confidence boost, but it's kind of just like, I, I need a club, you know, I need to be playing club ball. I need to be getting consistent minutes mm-hmm. and, um, getting here with Charleston. It that definitely has, um, has happened. Um, mm-hmm. definitely not relaxed. I'm, I know how easy it is to lose your spot mm-hmm. and I'm as competitive as they come. So sure. you could ask anyone I've ever played with, even the guys at Bethlehem, I'm the guy in training. I'm going 110% every day. I, I have heard that. And um, I have also seen it. <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I remember getting at it with Santi. This was in mm-hmm. the end of the season. And, you know, little things like that. Like, I'm just super competitive. I always want to play my best out. And I want to bring the best out in everyone else. And I think you're only selling yourself short if you get comfortable and complacent. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. something I've never, I've never done. It- Did it help you to just constantly get burned? Not, I mean... <laughs> That makes it sound like it's a you-specific problem. Like, between Santi and Nanko, like, I, it makes your skin tough. I, 
Listen. <laughs> because I, I, I don't think people understand how... I, and maybe it's just Spanish players or, or, or those, those European wingers in general. Just don't open your legs because they'll do yeah. it every no, time. You can't. Can. And, and it, I, I just, it's the most demoralizing thing, I think, in, in life, maybe, mm-hmm. to be nutmegged. I don't think I was even safe a couple times, which is <laughs> incredible because I'm the least athletic person at any given time near a football field. Um, you know, and, and then you move to Charleston, and they're a very defensive-minded, clean-sheet team. Right. And I have to think that, that being in training, at least, against those guys or guys that can pick 30 yards passes or a bunch of young kids that have 90 minutes of cardio in them, you right. know, in, in two hours, did that help you adjust to, to Anheuser's sort of style? And then obviously, you know, in, in this last year or so, because everyone's had to, He's seemingly sort of adapted his team and, and played a little more open of a style. So, I mean, how's it been in Charleston for you? It's, it's been good. Um, like you said, training with Santi and, and Nanko. Um, and I mean, David Villa, probably another one. <laughs> Villa. El Senio actually gave me the worst burn of my life when he was coming back from injury. He uh, put, a, put a move on me and my boots tear, tore. So yeah. that's something I always remember. But yeah, I mean, like... Like I mentioned, I was a center mid in college, you know, moving to center back at Bethlehem. You had, I had to learn to defend. You just have to learn to defend. And that, that helped me um, adjust and, you know, get a little more comfortable with the defensive style that um, Mike Anheuser has over here in Charleston. And, um, yeah, using that experience I had um, helped, me, helped me adjust to the new ways that, um, that we're playing over here in Charleston. And... Recently, domestically, you've turned into a little bit of an assist machine. Uh, the least impressive of, of the two was the flick header. I, I, I would hope that you get some of those every year. Yeah, you got to take them when you can. You do, you do. Um, I, I think I knew you had the 30-yard diagonal in the bag. Um, I think it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. And then I think it, it never hurts to have a guy like you know, Zico on the end of things that can, that can finish those off easily. Absolutely. Makes you look good. Right. I mean, when, when coach Mike told me, you know, he's going to trans transition me into a left back. Mm. He's like, I wanted to give you the freedom to get up the pitch. And with that freedom comes chances in the attacking third, whether it be shots, crosses, you know, setting up one twos here and there. And, um, yeah, having Zico Lewis at the end there is just always nice. Cause he, it's like, let me pick someone out. You know, he's going to hit the target at least, you know, he's going to, he's going to get you those accolades, those, those stats yeah. that are going to help you out. Or he'll take them all for himself. Who knows? Oh, you know, which is perfectly fine because you know, <laughs> it's points the team wins. Yep. He looks good. Everyone looks good. Listen, we, we know, we, we know by now defenders don't get any credit. Right. You know, it's just how it is. That's and it, it, it's funny to me for, for guys like you that have changed positions so many times. Because mm-hmm. I know you, you grow up, you idolize. So like, who was, your, who was your favorite footballer growing up? Mine had to be uh, Michael Essien. Okay. So you grow up idolizing Essien. 
you're playing center mid you get dropped back to center back now you're at left back does that kind of do you have guys that you go back and you look at and you say oh but if i could play like you know insert name here or if i could be like vincent company or if i could be like you know this guy and that guy like do those sort of idols and people that you try to emulate change depending on your position or do you just kind of stick to a, a player absolutely i remember when I got to Bethlehem and they were like, you know, we want you to be a center back. I'm like, all right, let me go look up some Sergio Ramos videos. Mm. Let me do this. Let me do that. And when maybe I was not the red cards, yeah, maybe not the, the crazy, <laughs> right. but, you know, the, just the dominance and, yeah. you know, the, the great passing ability. Sure. And then when I was a center mid, I looked up, you know, Michael Essie and obviously the Patrick Vieira, all those guys, Frank Lampard, also Chelsea fan. I am a Chelsea fan. Right. Right. And then when I got to left back, I'm like, all right, let me look at, you know, Robertson, even Trent, you know, Trent's a, he's a winger wing back and he gets in the attack. He's getting all these assists and goals mm-hmm. and it's always changing. And when I play with Grenada, I, I'm still, I play center mid, I'm playing the defensive mid. So I'm still, you know, the Yaya Torre and there you go. All kind of things like that. So yeah. it definitely does change with each position. Sure. Sure. And it helps having all that experience in those different positions. I can use all the little things I've learned every step I go. So it's nice. And then how, how big is it for, for you, especially being a part of it to kind of see this, this Caribbean wave in a way of, of mm-hmm. CONCACAF teams getting better. And now it, it seems like everyone, you know, I think Puerto Rico is going to do some renovations on stadiums mm-hmm. and things like that. And with Jamaica's recent success, there's a model now. Right. And I think even Canada getting better. There's a model now for these other countries that don't have the, huge amount of land or the huge amount of history with, with soccer that Mexico and us do, you know, what's it been like to be a part of that? And then, and then, you know, who do you think is, is the next country that's really going to surprise some people in, in CONCACAF that maybe isn't the one that you, you play for. Right. It's, it's definitely so cool to see the, the wave of the two team dominance in the CONCACAF. I mean, Jamaica and Trinidad coming up and doing their thing. Um, and to be a part of that, you know, to see the transition with Grenada making the Gold Cup for the first time in, in over a decade and and having an undefeated 2019 is just so cool. Mm. And, um, yeah, to be a part of that is amazing. In terms of, like, the next team, next country I see coming up, I know they didn't, they didn't have the best showing in the Gold Cup, but Curacao really mm. impressed And, I mean, their players were getting picked up after the Gold Cup. I know, I right. know. His name is Room or Broom, the goalkeeper, got signed by um, um, Columbus Crew afterwards. And, you know, yeah. it's those opportunities and it's like teams being able to see, but like, wait, yeah. these little countries with 90,000 people in it, they have some ballers, they have some hidden gems. Right, right. Well, and I mean, you know, a guy that you and I both got to watch play a little bit, like Corey Burke, another one where it's like, oh, Corey Burke, yeah. I Like, there's no way a dude should be that strong and also that, that and, quick. And that quick. It's, it yeah. shouldn't be allowed. And that's not a, that's not, there's a lot of Jamaican dudes that I see play that I'm like, that's not possible. You know, like, the, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just, it's so nice to finally not have to think of CONCACAF as this like cupcake, you know, right. Mexico Pac-12 versus 12 kind of, you know, guaranteed. Right. So I have, I have a, I have a I have three questions. I think right. that I like to ask everybody that are a little, um, off the beaten path necessarily. And actually one of them is directly related to something you've sent me, which is your, your pregame hype playlist. Oh my God. <laughs> the one you made fun of me for, but because of the name, 
the one that I made fun of you for because of the name, because I literally called it pregame hype playlist. And that was the name of the playlist, <laughs> which you then changed. Yeah, I had to change it. You made well, fun of me. I, don't do things just because people chastise you for them. It's Your opinion fun. matters. I don't know. I don't know. So so now when I'm like, hey, Scorpion kicks in the box all the time, next week on the footage, we're <laughs> going to see that. Is that what's going to happen? Um, is, is there one song on there that you're like, I don't like that this is here? Like, if, if you were the guy in the locker room and that was your playlist going and that beat dropped, what's the one where you're, like, kind of sheepishly looking around, like, guys, it's it, it, it's not that serious? Oh, God. All right. Let me let me pull it up right now. I'm looking at it. And, and for the record, I asked Mark McKenzie this about a month ago. Oh, yeah? And he dodged the question. Did he? He was a little... I mean, he was very political in the answer. You know? I mean, I, I think he said something like, you know, everything's there for a reason or, or whatever, and... And I, I get that, but also there's one where you're like, I just got to get that off there, you know? Looking back on it, I'm probably going to say, oh man, this is tough. See? This is tough. You didn't think I'd come through with the hard-hitting question no, about the playlist. I didn't expect this and you caught me off guard. Yeah, man. Um, all right, I'm going to say... Mm-hmm. Helen Back by Kid Ink. Okay. It just doesn't fit the that beat drop, that yeah, yeah. hype, hype vibe. It's not hard enough. Right, that the rest yeah. of these songs do. Yeah. These don't make me want to... It doesn't make me want to headbutt a wall quite sure, like this. Sure, sure, sure. I'll <laughs> advise against you doing that. Anyway, but, you know. Uh, don't yeah. headbutt walls. Don't headbutt people like walls. If you need to headbutt the ball into the net, Okay. No. Well, you can do that, but I mean, you know, let's noted. Noted. I'm let's not go crazy here. Let's not go crazy. Um, the second one, you're you're something of a bit of a of a chef in your household. See, this is this is this is where I like like where it's going. I'm I'm glad for the for the for the real time re- review of the questions. And <laughs> That's good. I don't. We we as media members don't get judged enough on what we're doing by the people we're subjecting to our terrible questions. <laughs> so I appreciate that. There should be like a um. It's like a bar rescue type situation with like I don't know like Neil Collins and James Chambers and like Patty <laughs> Barrett where they just they just chew into people for thirty minutes. Yeah, you wouldn't want Chamber on there. Uh, I, you know, I already, I already, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. We are, I already did that, that part. So I'm safe. Um, you're a bit of the chef in the household. Mm-hmm. I, I know you're a guy that appreciates his, his Caribbean roots. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, and, and you like to put on and you like to impress and, you know, there's something very relaxing and, and you, you get a little bit of pride when you make a dinner and you're like, bam, Absolutely. that was it, you know? Absolutely. Where, what's the pitfall been recently? What's the one thing where you're just like, man, I can't, I can't do this. Wow. You see, I thought you were going to ask me what my best dishes and I'm like, no, oh, man, that would be too easy. Cause then you come out with the, with the snapper and the, and the, the layup shit that I know you know how to do. You know what? Yeah. There was a, a dish that my dad does at his restaurant and it is uh, it's called Guyanese stew fish. It's got okay. peppers and it's like a tomato base and it's a whole fish and you bake it and you do all this stuff. And man, I remember I've tried making it twice since being here in Charleston, you know, without my dad's supervision. Sure. Sure. And it just doesn't hit. It hasn't. Mm. And that's, oh, I remember I made it for my roommate and I, and then yeah. I, I ate it. I, and I was like, listen, I got to make it up to you. Like I, 
Oh no. I'm cooking again for the next week because oh, I know make up for this dish. Mm. So he's like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just like, no, it just, Oh man. And that it's, haunts me. It haunts me. And it's worse too. When you like mess up something that's got that like nostalgia to it. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's rough, dude. That's rough. It's supposed to taste and it just doesn't. We gotta, we gotta break down that recipe. We'll figure it out for you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We got you. We got you. And then the third one, and I know we were watching, I don't even remember, it was one of the MLS's back games, and I literally mm. called you because you were bored, and I was also <laughs> bored. And I think we ended up with, with a list of about 40 different guys mm-hmm. that played in USL, mm-hmm. that either no longer play in USL or just haven't gotten a, a bite at the Apple and MLS or whatever. Is there anybody specifically that you were around in the college game that was maybe in your draft class that you thought was going to be the guy that for no, no This is not like a, you know, put a dude on blast cause they didn't right, try right. hard enough, but for just whatever reason, some guy that you were like, that's, that's it. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to be the name. Like I would buy a Jersey with that dude's name on it tomorrow. If I could like, who's that guy immediately. He was in my, he was in my draft class. He, uh, Brian Oloski. Wow. From UCLA. Wow. Listen, that guy, the combine like setup is difficult Mm. to stand out and, you know, do all these kind of things. This guy was that guy at the combine for me. Mm. He's, I think he played attacking mid, you know, left footed. He's a little shorter, a little skinny, but he was, he was amazing on the ball. And I was just like, this guy is going to be top five pick, signed senior, all that nonsense. You know, yep. he's going to be the guy. And then um, I think he decided to go to Poland. And I think he's back now with Los Dos. I think he's at okay. two or something like that. Yeah. He was definitely the guy that impressed me the most at the combine. I love, I love those. Because I, I think, I mean, obviously for the Freddie Adus and, and things like that, for, for mm-hmm. all of the guys where it's like, everyone knows that story. Right. I think there's 200 more where it's like, that's just it. Right. You know? And, and I think part of the reason why it's so difficult is because not everybody comes out of college at 19 or 20. Right. You know? And then, so if you're out at 21 or 22, your window's already shut for already shorter. It's 15 organizations. What do you mean, 15? Well, like, you know, all the two teams, if you're 22, 20, I mean, you know, oh, you're yeah, 22, 23, done, gone. Yeah, adios. You know? Yeah. yeah. Nuts. Nuts, nuts. I will um, let you go, which means I'm going to stop recording. Real quick, anything to plug, anything you want to get out there? I know it's been a, a weird world, so, you know, if you need to put anybody uh, on whatever platform this is and give them a shout out, by all means. If you're ever in the Florida Keys, hit up okay. Arthur's Island Kitchen. <laughs> it's my dad's restaurant. Great authentic uh, food. I, I gotta, I gotta take you up on that one year. Honestly, you do. <laughs> you do. It's, I'll do it's, it. If you're ever in the Keys and you don't go, you, to, we're gonna have you. you. You act like I wouldn't hit you up if I was in the Keys anyway. <laughs> Come on, though. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I'm hoping you do, but 
you're Never. making me out to be this bad person Never. that we all know that I am. Never. But I gotta keep, but I gotta keep the character going now. Always. AJ, it is a pleasure. I am so sorry we subjected all these people to this conversation, but hopefully <laughs> someone gleans something out of it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It's no worries, good. man. No yeah. worries. You, uh, you owe me a kit for sure when the season's up. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'll get it to you. Good man. <laughs>